evening. Our top story tonight, injuries are already taking place. Training camp is underway. We've got Kadarius Tony who tweaks his knee. He leaves practice, does not return. We have Amari Cooper, who tweaks something. Not the core muscle injury that he had surgery on, but Amari Cooper tweaks something. He is now day-to-day, and you know day-to-day means week-to-week. But we do have some positive news on Jimmy Garoppolo and the New York Jets offense. Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers starting to click. And more on player profiler today. Things first, yes. The bad news with Kadarius Tony, something that we have heard time and time and time and time and time again. Kadarius Tony is dealing with an injury. It seems like every month. Kadarius Tony has a new injury at least every month that he is playing football. Usually pretty healthy in the offseason when he's not with the team. But then Kadarius Tony, during a special teams drill, he goes out and he tweaks his knee, does not return, was not at practice for people to see the open portion of practice. And it's not good. It is not good that Kadarius Tony is already banged up. He played only 19 of 34 regular season games throughout his career so far. He has missed plenty of time and Kansas city is really expecting him or was expecting him to be their wide receiver. One, every time they've talked about it, it's been Kadarius, Tony, he's the wide receiver. One Kadarius, Tony, he's the wide receiver. One. And now he's going to be away from practice and it's going to give other players a chance to shine sky more. stepping up today. Sky Moore has the inside track to be the slot receiver, but He's going to have to beat out Richie James. Richie James apparently was just showing out all over the place, was getting open, was making people miss, wasn't dropping a thing. And this is just who Richie James has always been. Even with the 49ers, he was just a consistent, steady guy. Nothing too flashy, nothing too crazy, but consistent and steady. Then with the New York Giants, consistent and steady. And now it looks like he might be that for the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's good news with Kadarius Tony a little bit banged up. Richie James can play outside. He can play in the slot. Can do a lot of the things that Kadarius Tony can do. Less explosive. Less of a downfield threat. Less of a threat with the ball in his hands. But those are things that Richie James is capable of in the short term. So Richie James vying for a starting spot with or without Kadarius Tony. He could look to beat out Sky Moore as well in the slot. And we're also seeing first-team reps with Rashi Rice and Justin Ross. Now, grain of salt, the first two wide receivers, one on the outside, one on the outside, was Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But that should be obvious because there was no Kadarius Tony. If there was Kadarius Tony, it would be Kadarius Tony, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Sky Moore bumps up to wide receiver two from wide receiver three. And then Richie James bumps up to wide receiver three from wide receiver four. But Rashi Rice and Justin Ross were getting in with the offense as well. They are taking snaps. It seems as though the Chiefs have their wide receivers locked in at this point. Obviously, Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kadarius Toney, Richie James, they were always making the team. Rashi Rice was always making the team as a second-round pick. And it seems as though Justin Ross is going to play his way onto the roster. Kansas City fans have been hyping him up 
all throughout OTAs, all throughout minicamp. And the fact that he is taking first team reps right now, even with a banged up crew, it looks like Justin Ross might make the roster. There's also Justin Watson to compete with. He can play outside. He can play inside as well. And much like last year, the Chiefs are going to need lots of guys to step up because they don't really have a true wide receiver one. Juju was not a true wide receiver one. I have Travis Kelsey, but they need another playmaker. And instead, it's just going to be a rotation. We're going to see different weeks from Kadarius Toney. MVS is going to have a 100-yard touchdown game. Sky Moore is going to have some games. It's just going to be when and how often and how consistent and who is at the top of the pecking order. That is stuff we're all going to figure out throughout training camp. But for now, Richie James showing out could earn, earn his way onto the field. And Kadarius Tony, we don't know how long he's going to miss, but this is a bad sign early for Kadarius Tony. Expect him to fall in the ADP. Final note from the Kansas City Chiefs, not with the wide receivers, instead with the running backs. Daenerik Prince, the undrafted free agent, is also getting reps with the first team. Now, Isaiah Pacheco, the Chiefs are holding him back just a little bit, which is wise. He's coming off of two surgeries, a shoulder surgery and a hand surgery. And they know that Isaiah Pacheco is going to give 100% every single play. That is just who he is. He runs like he's angry at the ground. And so they're saying, hey, take some snaps off. You're not going to do everything just yet. We know you can do everything, but you're too valuable to us right now. And so Daneric Prince, he's getting some snaps. And it's interesting because you hear the hype about Daneric Prince. You hear the love for Isaiah Pacheco. Don't really expect to hear anything about Jarek McKinnon right now. He's Jarek McKinnon. He knows his role in this offense, but I haven't heard a word about Clyde Edwards Elaire. Not one. I searched. I looked through Twitter. I searched Clyde Edwards Elaire. I searched CEH and just nothing, nothing on Clyde Edwards Elaire through this open practice with everyone there. Just something to pay attention to. Clyde Edwards Elaire, no lock for the roster here. But if you want to know more about Clyde Edwards Elaire, Kadarius Tony, and the rest of these players, Podfather, take it away. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team-level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, it is the best. 
playerprofiler.com slash draftkit, playerprofiler.com slash draftkit. Go get it. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profiler already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an Underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can 5X your payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, Underdog is the truest friend of the Underworld. have some breaking news from the Baltimore Ravens. Rashad Bateman has returned. He has reported to training camp. He has been removed from the did not report list. We don't know what actually happened with Rashad Bateman. We will, I'm sure, get updates as the season continues or the offseason. We'll know at some point, but for now, Rashad Bateman is here. Rashad Bateman has returned. So, Crisis averted, it looks like. Nothing to worry about. Maybe his flight was delayed. We don't know. It could very well be that there is an explanation for this, and the Ravens are just being the Ravens about it. But sticking in the AFC North, we have an injury update on Amari Cooper, who is officially day-to-day, which is awful. We hate day-to-day. Day-to-day means week-to-week. Week-to-week means month-to-month. So Amari Cooper suffers a tweak. We don't know of what, whether it's a hamstring, whether it's a knee, it's a calf, it's a bicep. We don't know what the tweak is other than it is not the core muscle that he had repaired. Mari Cooper had sports hernia surgery, had it repaired. He's good now. Didn't aggravate it. That's all we know. As for what he actually did hurt, don't know. But we'll keep you updated now. With Amari Cooper out, that will leave Elijah Moore and Donovan Peoples-Jones as the wide receiver one and two. And in three wide receiver sets, that's a big question mark now. Because Amari Cooper, he's not practicing, obviously, while he's tweaked. We heard Marquise Goodwin's not going to be practicing for the start of training camp. He unfortunately was diagnosed with blood clots in his lungs and legs. He does plan to play this season, but is going to miss some time throughout training camp while he gets that worked out. Anthony Schwartz started the season on the physically unable to perform list. So really, it's Cedric Tillman and it's David Bell. Some people want to throw Jalen Darden in there, Dalen Baldwin, don't care. Demetric Felton is practicing with the running back, so he doesn't really count in this competition either. Without Anthony Schwartz, without Marquise Goodwin, and without Amari Cooper, it's Cedric Tillman versus David Bell to be the wide receiver three for the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, we expect Amari Cooper to be ready for week one. We expect Marquise Goodwin to resume his role as the wide receiver four eventually, but Cedric Tillman could be pushed up the depth chart rather quickly. We expected him to take over for Donovan Peoples-Jones down the stretch slash next year when they don't re-sign DPJ, but maybe he ends up starting a couple games this year based on a thin depth chart for the Cleveland Browns. As for Amari Cooper, expect him to be fine. 
I'm not particularly worried about it. If we actually find out what the injury is, maybe I'll be worried about it. But for now, I'm not. Did really well for the Cleveland Browns last year. I think we aren't giving Amari Cooper enough credit for what he did last year with whatever performance Deshaun Watson put out there, plus playing with Jacoby Brissett to start the year. Jacoby Brissett played great, but Amari Cooper helped him out a lot as well. Amari Cooper, the third most received or receptions in his career, 78 receptions, third most, went for 1,160 yards. That was second all-time in his career and scored a career-high nine touchdowns. Amari Cooper had a damn good season, 14 and a half PPR points per game. That was the third best of his career. Now, with Deshaun Watson expected to be better than he was last year, with a full off season for those two to work together, Amari Cooper could be severely underdrafted right now. Love Amari Cooper, not worried about the injury. And not worried about the injury for Jimmy G either. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. He shows up for Raiders camp. He reports, he takes his physical, and he is cleared. He is good to go. No worries for Jimmy Garoppolo. Will not even start on the physically unable to perform list. Jimmy G, going to be out there from day one, practicing with his Raiders teammates. This is his team now. And this was an absolute necessity for the Las Vegas Raiders. A franchise that doesn't really have a plan right now, or at least doesn't appear to Jimmy Garoppolo was the replacement for Tom Brady. The Raiders put all their eggs in the Tom Brady basket. They wanted him to be their quarterback with Josh McDaniels, Tom Brady to Devonte Adams didn't work out. They panic and they go with Jimmy G. And then that almost doesn't work out because of the surgically repaired foot. It's it's just so Raiders. It's just so Josh McDaniels. This is a rudderless, directionless franchise. If they had landed Anthony Richardson, if they had landed Will Levis, you know I could understand a little bit more. But instead, Brian Hoyer's the backup there. They ended up drafting uh, Aiden O'Connell in the fourth round. He could be something. He had some flashes with Purdue. He had some fun there, but... Aiden O'Connell very well might start some games for the Las Vegas Raiders because of Jimmy G's track record. And Brian Hoyer is one of, if not the worst backup quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I don't understand why he's there. He can't take a hit at this point in his NFL career. It's just the Raiders are a mess. The Raiders are in shambles. They went big on Tom Brady. They miss. They end up with Jimmy G. Devontae Adams is frustrated. Devontae Adams isn't going to be a Raider. I don't think he'll be a Raider in 2024. He definitely won't be a Raider by 2025. It'll be a complete fresh start. Josh McDaniels probably on his way out. But for now, the Raiders have their quarterback. They have a face of the franchise. They have a direction. So I guess that's good enough. Rest of the news around the NFL, the Washington Commanders are loving life. They have seen a big boom in ticket sales. They have already exceeded the total ticket and revenue sales compared to the entirety of 2022 for those box seats and season tickets. Well done. The Washington Commanders people believe in this team. Again, they did not want to pay Dan Snyder. So best of luck to the Commanders and Josh Harris. And best of luck to Rashad White. Now, there was a report that came out, and this this was interesting. The, The story was 
Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have announced that Keyshawn Vaughn is the RB2. And they call him Sneak. He's the number two back. He has quick feet in the hole, sturdy build, natural feel for the position. And they don't expect a drop-off when Keyshawn Vaughn is in. That all sounds pretty bad for Rashad White, doesn't it? It's a whole article about Keyshawn Vaughn, how good he is, how there's going to be no drop-off. Except when you actually read the article. Because when they get to Rashad White, they talk about how versatile he is. How they're excited to see how they can use him in different ways because he is a three-down back, capable of doing everything. Rashad White is the RB1. Keyshawn Vaughn is just a pure backup. Rashad White is a bell cow and probably the most undervalued bell cow that we have in fantasy football right now. Rashad White, RB1, changed his jersey to number one. Rashad White is going to be an RB1 in fantasy football, and you can get him just so, so late. Can't wait to see what he does this year with the Buccaneers. Even on a bad offense, he is going to put up numbers. Joe Burrow, also going to put up numbers. He is hoping to get paid big numbers. Wants a new deal, but he does show up for training camp, which we knew he would. People theorize that Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert could hold out, skip some of training camp in efforts to get a new deal. Oh, Justin Herbert said that he could do it. No, he didn't. He said, yeah, theoretically he could, but Justin Herbert in the rest of the quote was very clear that he is a leader and he's not skipping camp. Neither is Joe Burrow. They'll get their new deal soon. It'll happen. They were always showing up for camp. As for the New York Jets, camp is underway and sigh of relief. It's all good for Garrett Wilson after not one, not two, three, four days. After four days, Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are finally on the same page. He goes out and he is making some big time plays in the back of the end zone. I'll pull that up here for you if I can. Yeah, let's. there we go. Okay, let's pull this up for you. I don't know if you'll be able to hear me over top of it, but still working about the best way to show you all of these clips. But... Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, they are on the same page. Let's go. That is Garrett Wilson running around. And he goes up and catches the ball. Garrett Wilson in the back of the end zone. Wilson, you see Garrett Wilson get away from Sauce Gardner, just completely roast him. The ball didn't go his way, though it was thrown in a different direction. But Garrett Wilson is back, he's good, and he's a special player, according to Robert Sala. He and Aaron Rodgers already finding that connection. So, that worry maybe it's much ado about nothing, but maybe there was some value to the worry about Garrett Wilson. Maybe. This is more of a spread the love, share it around offense. Tyler Conklin has another great day. He's a player to watch this year. Multiple touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers. Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end, also looking like a breakout season. Corey Davis, Alan Lazard, McCole Hardman, all showing out. Garrett Wilson is still the alpha. I think he's going to be fine. But 
There are a lot of mouths to feed here in New York, and possibly Dalvin Cook could be fed by the Jets too. He has interest from the Jets. They're still talking. And Dalvin Cook is reportedly interested in the Jets. We heard earlier that maybe Dalvin Cook didn't actually want to play for the Jets. Maybe he was using the Jets as leverage to get the Miami Dolphins to pay up. But if the Dolphins just refuse to pay up, maybe that sways Dalvin Cook's opinion. Maybe he does sign with the New York Jets. Remember, there is apparently a $7 million for one-year deal with Dalvin Cook to return to the Minnesota Vikings. He doesn't want to do that. And part of the reason he doesn't want to do that is the running back market. All of the running backs don't want to sign contracts right now. They want to figure out what's going on. They want to see an increase in their pay. And they had a meeting last night. Dalvin Cook wasn't able to attend. Instead, he was on a flight to his youth football camp. Can't fault the guy for that. He is out there making a difference in the world. I'm sure he got the cliff notes, but we do know that Austin Eckler led and organized this and some of the attendants. We had Saquon Barkley there, Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard, the other franchise tagged running backs too. Derek Henry, who's a free agent next year. Jonathan Taylor, who's a free agent next year. Najee Harris, who's got a couple years left on his deal. Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, who both took pay cuts this offseason. J.K. Dobbins, a free agent next year. Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb. Those are only the confirmed names that we know. I'm sure there was more involved. There were more people in the car on the call. Notice there's no Travis Etienne, but I guess he has only really had one season in the league. So does he count with those guys? No Javante Williams, but maybe he was there. We don't know. But they were all talking and they're not happy. And there's talk about holding in. There's talk that these running backs might put on a united front and play up some of these injuries like I've been talking about. The Joe Mixon example is what always comes to mind. Just had a migraine. Now, coach, I, I can't practice. You know, I got this migraine. My, I got this headache. Can't practice today. And there's talk about all these running backs, all these stars having migraines, holding in, being at the building, but not practicing to put the pressure on the owners because running backs don't have much leverage. We've seen through analytics that they don't make a huge difference in the game. That one running back, the downgrade to the next, isn't as wide as most people assume, and running is less valuable than passing the football. And so if you're running, you're calling less than optimal play calls. But there are a lot of owners that do not believe in analytics. The front offices, the general managers, the executives of team personnel, all of those people, they're working together to suppress the running back market because they see it doesn't create wins and losses. But if all these running backs start holding in and an old school owner starts to panic, seeing, hey, this, this running back, he's good. What He's not practicing. This is the problem. We need our running back practicing. The New York Giants could be one of those teams. Obviously, they can't negotiate Saquon Barkley's contract at this point, but could lead to an extension next year. Some of these other owners, too. Jimmy Haslam with the Cleveland Browns. We know he likes to meddle with the team. So if Nick Chubb starts to hold in, 
Does Jimmy Haslam get involved and force them to pay up? Steven Ross with the Miami Dolphins, does he override his GM? This is where things start to get interesting because players have no leverage in these negotiations with the GMs and with analytics people. But if the owners start making feelings-based decisions, I don't want my running back to miss time. I don't want that. Figure it out. Well, that just might be the way to get the leverage back in the running back's court. And we will keep you updated because this is going to be a long saga. And we'll keep you updated on all the training camp news as well on Player Profiler today. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.